It's fun, frolic, and mayhem. It's the Behind the Mic Show with Joe Mahalik. Be there as he tries to answer some of life's most difficult questions. If you could be any kind of food, what would it be? Well, th- that's a little too weird. That's Sunday night, 8 p.m., right here on the Behind the Mic Radio Network. Assembly not required. Live from the Network Operations Center of QIB Radio Network, welcome to Tech Talk, the show where we turn geek speak into everyday language. Have a question? Call us. Our number is 443-836-0171. Now, without further translation, here is your host of Tech Talk, Chief Linguist Joel Mahalik. Hello and good evening and welcome to Tech Talk Live. My name is Joel Mahalik and it's a pleasure to welcome you here today on a very geeky day because it's back to back to the future day, which we'll explain in a minute. But uh, here we are. The future is now. The future is today. So welcome to Tech Talk Live and... Uh, as she said, the phone number, I'm looking for my notes here, 443-836-0171. If you want to call into the show, you can also find us at Facebook.com. Just find Tech Talk Live or visit us at QYBRadioNetwork.com, our home there on the World Wide Web. And on the other side of the glass, Mr. Tony Richards, my producer, our executive producer, our producer, our line producer, our technical producer, and the Come list on goes on and I'm, on and on. I, it's going to be, I can't walk in the door of the studio and go put too many hats on my head. That's right. I have to get you one of those 10-gallon hats. That's, you already have a 10-gallon hat. What am I talking about? Yeah, but that was full moonshine, so. <laughs> so it's back to the future day, Tony. You feel like the future is now? You know, they got a lot of it right. The, one of the few things they didn't figure out is the flying cars. And to be quite honest with you, thanks, kudos to my uh, Uber driver on the way back to the studio for my daytime job because I got to wonder if he actually flew to get me back here in time for the show. So. <laughs> Well, Back to the Future Day, for those who don't know, it's uh, today is that day because in Back to the Future Part 2, Marty McFly travels to October 21st, 2015 to save his children yet to be born in the 1985 hit Back to the Future. So because of that, today is Back to the Future Day. Yes. It's not Back to the Future 2 Day. Which some people say it should be called Back to the Future 2 Day. Because that's when the, that takes place. That's just, and that's simply silly. And so it's Back to the Future Day. And today is when Marty McFly showed up from 1985, 30 years into the future. <clears throat> it's interesting because some fanatics are looking back saying, well, if we go back and look at the movie... What did they guess right? 
you know, as far as how the big screen TVs look, you know, um, um, yeah, what else was like envisioned, you know, uh, back then. And one of the things is that in that movie, um, Back to the Future 2, the Chicago Cubs win the World Series in 2015 over Miami, which, you know, of course, is a city that didn't have a baseball team in 1989. So it's interesting that that is mentioned. So uh, regardless of what team they defeated, the next few weeks could show us that Back to the Future 2 could have maybe aced a major sports prediction because the Chicago Cubs right now are just like one step away from the big prize. Yeah, that's why Ron isn't here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really interesting. But, you know, so, but that's the geeky stuff, you know, that is just out there all over the place. And seriously, if you're wondering what Back to the Future was, you know, if you're like a certain daughter of mine who does not appreciate any movie older than three or four years old, you know, then you're really missing out on, you know, at least the first one was good. I mean, I wasn't really pleased with the, with the other two, Tony, I don't know what your thoughts are. I just, I mean, the first one was great. I thought, you know, everything about it was really good. And then I thought the, the next two were kind of silly, but of the two, I, I, of the two following three, which is the one where they went back to the wild west yeah. Uh, that one I, I, I at least enjoyed, but certainly I just think the first one was like, you know, enough and it could have stopped there, but of course they did, you know, they left the cliff hanging and open. And what, what are your thoughts on the trilogy? I've got all three of them, and, he, you know, I, I think that when you start talking about, you know, taking a good thing, like you said, with one, you know, I agree that it could have stopped there. Um, Two was okay. Three was definitely, you know, a surprise in the sense that I I agree with you. I thought it was better than two, which is usually not the case. Usually it's called, okay, you did two of them. What else are you going to do when it comes to the third one or the sixth right. one or whatever? I mean, you know, is it called overkill mode? Um, you know, but then you look at the... You know, you're a big fan of the horror movies. I mean, you know, what? how many Friday the 13th movies did they do? And every single one of them, you know, wound up being a, you know, a favorite for somebody. So, yeah. You know, how many times can you keep seeing the same guy go slash? <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I mean, I, I know of at least 10, and I sort of, I know there's more than that, but I sort of lost count after 10. But, you know, but when it comes to, you know, just like, you know, even like going to other series like Star Wars, you know, when that came out back in 1979, you know, they started out with the fourth movie or the fourth book. Right. Then they had to went back and did the first three, and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, what? You know, so, um, you know, but technology you know, can sometimes feed on itself. And, you know, when when you look at what they're able to do with animation, um, 
and things like that. I mean, even a groundbreaking movie series like the 2001-2010, you know, the the Space Odyssey and the Year We Make and the Year We Make Contact from the Arthur C. Clarke stories. Right. <clears throat> you know, when that movie first came out in, what was it, 1968, I think it was. I believe so, the first one, yeah. It was like called, like, what are they doing? You know, like, nobody had heard of that kind of te- technology when it came to graphic work and all that kind of stuff. And it still pinned it pretty close to what wound up happening, you know, with, with NASA and some of the other Apollo projects and, and moving forward, so... Right, right. You almost have to wonder, does technology follow Hollywood, or does Hollywood follow technology? Well, I mean, in some cases, obviously, technology follows Hollywood, because if you think about uh, one of the things that come out of Star Trek, the communicator, the the way it flipped open and all, they, they consider the first flip phones to uh, have developed, you know, uh, in the image of that. Right. So there's an example of technology following Hollywood, but sometimes it can be vice versa. But um, speaking of Star Trek, and I'll come back around to that, obviously another geeky, techy, geeky news thing is the release of an 88-second trailer uh, for Star Wars The Force Awakens, which aired during halftime of Monday Night Football this week. And, of course, in the next couple of hours, most theaters, if not all theaters, sold out of their opening night shows, which I think is December 18th or 16th or something like that. Yeah, I think. I know it's been December, yeah. But, uh, you know... So there's a lot of speculation about what's going on there. Um, my own personal theory, you know, people on the internet are it, 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 they're a buzz with uh, why is Princess Leia crying? I submit to you that they're probably going to kill her brother off, Luke Skywalker, in this one. But that's just my opinion. I sort of feel like because you see, there's some new young blood in this one. I kind of feel like that uh, Han Solo, Princess Leia, yeah, I, I like these Chewbacca. These guys were brought back sort of just to pass the torch for the, fi- the, the this next trilogy to these um, these uh, new young bucks. Is kind of what I'm feeling like. Like I don't know, and I don't know this for a fact. I I don't have spoilers or anything, any inside information. I just don't know if they uh, this the originals will be back for the whole trilogy. Well, keep in mind that I believe that it was part of his contract that Harrison Ford does all his own stunts. And he's not young anymore. No, he's not. I saw a picture of him tonight that just made me think, what? (laughs) I mean, he wasn't young when the last couple movies were made. And he was still doing, you know, when Indiana Jones was being filmed, he wasn't exactly all that young when, you know, when those movies were being done, and that was after the original Star Wars saga, so... Right. You know, to think that, you know, that that's part of the deal that he has 
is that he does his own stunts. He doesn't want a stunt double um, unless something drastically changed the way it's always been for all the movies that he's in. Right. And he's he's definitely, you know, pushing way up there. And so, you know, if they're going to uh, do something, they're going to probably figure out a way to write him out of the script somewhere so he doesn't get hurt. Right. If nothing else. Hmm. <sighs> and Mark Hamill was probably content with being a director and all that other kind of stuff now, so he's made his money the hard way growing up like everybody else did in the industry. Yeah. So Yeah, and then of course you you always know him as Luke Skywalker, you know. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think he did anything else dramatic after that. Not to my knowledge, nothing I can think of, at least not off the top of my head. So, I would think of that trio. Han Solo, uh, you know, probably took off to have uh, you know quite the career. You know, after that, I mean, the way they finished off Alec Guinness when you know just you know on the Death Star mm-hmm. when they cut him down. You yeah, know, that you know, that was the way you solve Obi Wan Kenobi's problem. You just say, "Well, okay." You know, he's making more powerful than you can imagine, and all of a sudden he's just a voice. Exactly. You know, you make him superhuman or whatever. You make him a super Jedi. So today, uh, conversation led to uh, sort of... You have this Star Wars, uh, you know, part 7, 8, 9 coming out. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, there's a group on line that uh, uh, hashtagging boycott Star Wars Seven. And here's the interesting thing: they're calling for a boycott because the movie has a black lead actor, which I think is ridiculous. But that's topic for a different day and discussion. Uh, I just think that maybe somebody should tell these people who are being asinine about it that the most iconic figure in all of the Star Wars universe was voiced by a black man. James <laughs> O. Jones. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I just think maybe that's a piece of information that they need to know. But see, a lot of people probably don't even, if you hear the voice, you may recognize the voice, but just the dynamic and the power, you know, I I hate to be stereotypical, but a lot of people don't associate that kind of diction, I suppose, and I, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this one, I'm sure. But they don't associate that kind of diction with a um, non-white individual. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Interesting. But anyway, so today uh, at the lunch table, I had a discussion about Star Wars. And although I do like the first 
the first trilogy, which is actually the second trilogy now. And the second trilogy, which is actually the first trilogy, was kind of weird, although it did kind of introduce some characters and some, you know, where this person, that person came from and how they came up. Uh, when I, I just sort of think like this new trilogy, um, I feel like it had to be written by somebody. And so I had suggested, if you look at Star Trek, Roddenberry had come up with this entire Star Trek universe. Um, I mean, imagine the depth of what this man went through creating this entire universe, all these alien races, and a, a complete Klingon language. You know, and, and what he created in his mind has been given us 40-plus years of cinematic and television pleasure. And so just making a comparable note to that, to, to Star Wars, which I just, and this is, maybe it's just me, but I just have this feeling that, you know, uh, it doesn't compare like I just feel like this this last trilogy that somebody has to somebody had to write that and come up with okay what are we gonna do because years ago somebody said that there'll be a third set of trilogies so we better you know like I just don't feel like it's extremely you know real and maybe that's just me. So you're thinking that maybe it was written on, out of necessity that it was in the prophecies that it was going to happen, therefore... No. Somebody made it so? No. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, maybe... I just, feel, I, 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 I just feel like there was... Um, to me, like I like Star Trek. I mean, I, I like Star Wars, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I guess I love Star Trek because I feel like Star Trek has stronger foundation and, and footwork, you know, and they could go forever with concepts that are, have already been created. Well, I think a lot of that was also fed by the fan base in the sense that I don't know about where, you know, when you were younger, but I used to belong to a Star Trek organization called the Star Trek Association of Taos, and where I wound up actually being on the executive board, and I mean, I was a member of the association for years. And you know, while the original series only lasted on the networks, I think it was maybe about four years, um, or six years, um, just the reruns, the syndication of it, and the diversification into the other series, were a lot of that were caused by the love of the fans and the conventions things like that that kept it going, where 
other than like some of the mass media conventions, some of the fandom conventions, you know, where it was more than just Star Wars. Um, I did not see the explosion or anywhere close to the devotion to the Star Wars side. Right. That I saw the Star Trek side. Now, maybe if they had had that kind of um, following or, you know, in the real sense with the fans, then maybe there might have been something that would have, you know, preempted, you know, the series being, you know, going off in a different direction. Um, Right. So I think that had a lot to do with the success of Star Trek over the last 40 years. I mean, you know, it's still in syndication somewhere around the world, whether, you know, and I'm not even just talking about Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or I'm, I'm talking about it still being aired on some television network around the world. Right. You know, and, you know, when it came out in the 60s, I think it was 67 was the first year that the pilot aired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was on the air until I think it was uh, 69 or 70, I think it was, um, with the original cast. So it didn't last that long on the primary networks. But the people picked it up and, you know, stations started carrying it, you know, on their own. And right. that's what kept it alive. Very true. You know, you could say the same thing about some of the other series. You know, like, you know, Back to the Future could have probably exploded too, or, um, well, I mean, just look at, you know, the the thing with Back to the Future was that it was dated. Yeah. So they had a way to come back and tie everything back into this year. Right. And, you know, when you think about the first and third one, which are the two that I like the most, they went back, not forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So interesting to think of it that way. Maybe I have an old soul that's stuck in a past somewhere. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway. So, interestingly enough about Star Wars, yeah. uh, as I mentioned, most theaters have sold out already on opening day, opening weekend probably at this point, but... Uh, tickets are showing up on uh, line auctions, eBay, and stuff like that for hundreds and thousands of dollars per ticket. And it got me wondering, who in their right mind is going to pay that much money for a ticket to any movie? I mean, I don't know, Tony, if there's any movie worth that kind of money for a ticket. Are they actually going to go to the movie, or are they going to put it under wrap somewhere and keep it as a, as a collector's edition? Well, it, okay. Who in their right mind would pay that kind of money to own a ticket to, you know, I mean, to pay that kind of money and then buy a ticket to go see the movie because you don't want to ruin the one that you spent $1,000 for? Is it worth more... 
intact or? I have no idea. That'd I mean, I don't even know if there's been a foundation of uh, you know what the hype is is about. Right. Buy, buying a ticket for so much money. Right. It does nothing for me. You know, I mean, I have no interest in dealing with any of these crowds. <laughs> oh, come you know, on. You'd come no, on. Yeah. none at all. No. Not having it. And have it at all, huh? No. Just doesn't, uh, you know, and, and if that means that it, I don't see it until it comes out onto DVD, then so be it. And another thing that I thought of today is, you know, the Star Wars trilogies, or uh, duo trilogy, whatever they call it now, with the six movies. You never see them ever, ever, ever playing on cable. Isn't that interesting? That's licensing and, and marketing restrictions. That's what I was wondering. I'm, I find it hard to believe that not one cable network, cable movie channel, has can get the rights to show those movies. They won't do it simply because of the fact... And I'm not kidding. Um, they don't do it because of the fact that people can record things off a cable and the licensing is so strict you can't uh, you can't even get them on uh, like Amazon Instant or Amazon Prime you can only buy them in the DVD or the Blu-ray interesting they're not up on Netflix either in fact some of the stars Star Trek movies like for example Search for Spock uh, Star Trek 3 uh, a lot of the stuff from the Nimoy, uh, the Leonard Nimoy um, Foundation and all that stuff, a lot of that stuff is also restricted. Where it won't show up on Amazon Prime either. Right. Well, you know, there's a lot of things Netflix can't get their hands on. But that's, but uh, that's, but that's why. Doesn't surprise me. You know, but Netflix is having... Uh, you know, they're charging. They're getting ready to charge more, and they they are losing negotiating ground on distribution contracts. So I don't know how that is going to pan out. Yeah, you know. No, but I've got I've got Amazon Prime, and I can get some of the Star Trek movies. But yeah, I have Amazon Prime too. Yeah, but I can't get some of them, and that's what it is. The Harry right. Potter series so is the same way. That with what? Harry Potter is the same way. Oh, I thought you said Mary Poppins. Yeah. I was gonna be like, okay, Tony, go take a nap. <laughs> chim chimaru, chim, chim. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> take a quick break here, and when we come back, more Tech Talk Live. We'll return after this short break. See what she said. Mr. and Mrs. Klimchak. Uh, we'll take two peanut brittles. Raising money for school? No, peeking on your kid at school. What? Our Henry? I'm the class bully. Well, forget the peanut brittle. Look, I'm not gonna pull any punches. Get it? 
But every day, I start fights with your kid on the playground. But you... I take his lunch money. Honey, what do we do? What do we do? Hey, I've got some answers. It's McGruff, the crime dog. Bullies don't just walk up and introduce themselves. When kids worry about bullying, you have to read the clues. They may not want to go to school. Their grades may drop. Our Henry hasn't mentioned a bully. Ah, that's another thing. Kids don't want to talk about it. I don't mean to twist your arm. Sorry. But you might want to get involved. Well... Oops, late for lunch. Gotta trip a kid with this tray. How do you stop bullies? Well, with words. To your kids, school administrators, other concerned parents. And by going to McGruff.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Tech Talk Live, 443-836-0171. Find us on Facebook at Tech Talk Live. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm falling asleep. Great music. It's just so mellow, man. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I could always do something more like, you know. That wasn't a complaint, Tony. That uh, That was not a complaint. Oh. 
But I was just kind of like, I really was feeling like the day leaving me. Well, it's what happens, you know, when the sun goes down, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't so even anyway. go to shut up one of these days, you know that? <laughs> Where was I? Uh, Tech Talk at QIB Radio. Yeah, okay. I don't know what that was. Where did you go? What? I'm right here. Oh, okay. It was like a tick tick radio. And it sounded like you went into like uh, Vibato mode or something like that. That was like really cool. I don't know what you're smoking, but extinguish it now. Why? So, um. You told me smoking is bad around computers and the mixer and everything else? Absolutely. Why? Smoke is one of the deadly um, properties to such electronics. You better tell Mr. Ron that. He's over there puffing away every week. Um, I lost my train of thought, which was a bad thing. <laughs> because the train was only half full anyway. Ah, discount fares will, you know, will do that, I suppose. You say discount fares? Yeah. You know, especially the late night trains, you know, they don't get as many passengers, you know what I mean? Oh, as the daytime yeah. ones, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Is there any truth to the theory that when your ear's ringing, someone's talking about you? Either that or you've got an earache, one or the other. That was a semi serious question. I'm just always wondering. Yeah, you say, I, your ear's ringing, and you say, no, why? Well, I was just talking about you. And then sometimes when your ear is ringing, it leaves you thinking, somebody talking about me? Usually the last time I had a ear ringer was when somebody tried to clock me, and I kind of ducked and hit my head against the table. So I don't really? Yeah. Interesting. So, uh... I had an interesting uh, question come up today, actually. I throw okay. it to my panel of one over there. Uh, you used to use Samsung products, correct? Yes. Galaxy, whatnot? Yes. Well, I had an interesting question asked of me today. Somebody upgraded their Verizon Fios to the Quantum, which meant they got a, a newer router. Okay. And everybody is connecting to the wireless except for one person's phone who did connect to the wireless on the old router. Okay. And so they talked to Verizon, and Verizon said, well, you know, with the new router, you have a 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi and a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, which is, you know, standard. Mm -hmm. And they said, tell them to connect to the 5 gigahertz. And they did, and still nothing. They connect to the network but cannot browse the Internet. And I was wondering if you experienced any of that. I don't know. I don't know for sure if it has anything to do with the quantum. Uh, I I don't think so. Um, my question would be, of course, it depends. Obviously, on the router, and, and we both know how some of the routers are on the Verizon network as far as ease of uh, manageability goes. Um, right. 
And if that's not a tongue-in-cheek comment, I don't know what is. Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, what I would probably suggest for them to do is to go into sign into the router, um, see where the uh, network um, devices are. Uh, the newer routers have a guest mode as well as a right as a full access mode. Make sure that um, the device in question is not being assigned to the guest mode on a router. Um, if it's only being used like in the house or something like that, they may even want to just turn guest mode off, um, which is what I've done here uh, because of the fact that there's... You know, you, Do you have the quantum? I don't. I've. I don't have the quantum. I thought about upgrading to it, and then I said, "I'm already giving these guys enough money as it is with the exactly. phone." Exactly. Um, and you know, uh, the other issue, of course, is paying more money to. Uh, I think I've got like seventy-five over seventy-five. The only thing I even had the four hundred megabits, which is kind of ironic because I thought I did and then they say oh no well you know we, we upgraded your service I said how is that an upgrade it sounds like a downgrade to me because I used to have I used to get like 98 you know and 89 and all that other kind of stuff and how am I doing that over 75 over 75 now um, right to begin with so and they said well you know you do a lot of recording of DVR shows why not get the new DVR and all that stuff is like, well, because then I have to dump all the, I had to lose all the shows that have already got, oh no, you don't have to do, it's like, well, can I back them up anywhere? No, you can't back them up on your network, but, you know, you just send it back to us and you can record up to 12 shows at a time now. Like, oh, I only watch two. Right. right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, <laughs> They're just throwing things at you that, sure, you can do, realistically. Will you know? But it sounds good in, in a marketing scheme of things to throw it at you. Exactly. So, um, you know, but I'm already up over, you know, I don't know how much you pay, but I'm well over $200 a month. Yeah, we're, we're somewhere around there, yeah. You know, and it's like caught, you know, and half of it is because of the fact that I watch local sports. And the the local sports networks can only be gotten on the premium tiers, which is nuts to begin with. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, but the getting back to the Galaxy issue, what I would uh, first try to do is make sure of which network they're connecting to. Um, I would also... Make sure that uh, the IP address that they have set up for that device isn't inadvertently blocked from the uh, network. Sometimes in the new routers, the um, security protocols in uh, are automatically set to block internet access as opposed to automatically allow us to check your security settings on the router. Right. Um, 
and if necessary, uh, each phone, I believe, as well as your other computers and your other network devices in the house all have MAC addresses. Right. Um, you may want to filter by MAC address and see what access that MAC address has access to on your network. Yeah. Um, then make sure that it is set to allow internet access going to that MAC address or that IP address. Um, this place. seems rather odd, though, doesn't it? Now, like I said, the new routers, um, because of a lot of... Remember now, back in the early days, we didn't have one-tenth of all the security threats that we do now. You, you and I both know how many times we talk on here about how many times, you know, even for us, how vigilant we have to be when it comes to checking for security threats, especially where you are with the number of computers that you manage. You know, you could probably hire two more people, and that's all they would do all day long, is is search through your network for security holes. Right. And they would probably still spend six of the hour, eight hours a day doing just that. You know, even in the operation that you have. Um, and it's, it's just absolutely phenomenal how big these security holes are now. And so what a lot of the ISPs are doing um, that provide routers, they say we're going to take steps to make sure that by default you can't get to the Internet. Otherwise, right. You specifically tell tell the device, hey, I want to have access to this stuff. Right. The default the, the, the default network security says restrict access to pretty much all devices except for theirs. Which would include like sex set top boxes and things like that. But, again, it's restricting pretty much everything until you open up a hole in the firewall for that device to actually function. Um, and because of that, that's where you And these headphones are going to drive me nuts. Um, but that's where, uh, that's where a lot of the new security protocols are, especially the cell phones, which are not protected, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's what I would check. Hmm. Well, I, would do I was trying, because my focus was being on the phone, and why would this phone not be connected now if it connected with the old router Wi-Fi network? Probably because of the fact that they allowed it on the old router. Or no, the old router was, was set to automatically... If you've got WEP or WPA security protocol enabled, allow anything that meets your password criteria. But now the new routers don't do that. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, some food for thought, that's for sure. 
That is for sure. And I fully understand their logic. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and to an extent, I don't agree with it either to the uh, point that it should not be that difficult for a layman to just say, well, I have a wireless network. Here's my wireless router. Here's my device. I want to be wireless. Boom, boom, boom. Well, that's why they do have, and what he might even want to do is on a lot of these quote-unquote uh, difficult for techies web page router um, sign-in pages, once you get in there, it's it's not, you know, Wi-Fi for dummies anymore. It's difficult for techies. Um, a lot of times they'll put quick links right on the router page. Uh, like you and I both have the Action Tech, and they have a link right there that says, if you want to add a webcam, how to do it. Or, you know, they have drop-down boxes for, you know, how to configure your router for different um, programs or online right. gaming and all that kind of stuff. There may be something in the new routers to say, I want to add a mobile device. There may be something already configured in the drop-down in the firewall settings to allow them to do that. Well, it'll certainly be worth a look, that's for sure. Um, this is not the first time I've heard this story from oh, other really? people. Yeah. That, that's encouraging to an extent. Yeah. Um, a lot of them have had a problem where they can connect on the 2.4, but they can't connect on the 5. Then again, it depends on how old the cell phone is, too. Right, because, yeah, the 2. Point, what's interesting is the 2.4 standard is being pushed out by a 5-gig standard, and the 2.4 uh, gigahertz Wi-Fi is much stronger, uh, or maybe the word I'm looking for, Tony, is more stable than the 5 gigahertz. It's more stable because of the fact that with it being a lower power, right, they can do a more, they can become more far-reaching. Right. I mean, I, I have a couple of cloud routers here that I use in place of the Wi-Fi inside the Action Tech. And that's the other thing they may want to consider. Some of these people have had other routers on their network, and this is something very, very important um, that a lot of people don't think of. Right. When when you get a new router, and you've already had another router like a Linksys or Netgear or a Belkin router that you've already been using for years that works fine, by default, the new routers come with Wi-Fi enabled. Right, Exactly. And if it's uh, on a, even if it's not on the same channel as your current device, and a lot of times they pick standard channels like channel 11 or channel 1 or channel 5 or the three top channel numbers that they use. Um, and especially with now that they're using like 5 gigahertz, which, are, which is a more powerful, which is a which is a higher frequency. Uh, if somebody next door to you, or upstairs, if you're in a condo building, 
has the same type of router or is on the same frequency or the same channel number, your routers are going to compete. Right. And you're going to constantly get dropouts. So, two things. One, if, you're, if you've had a router that you want to plug into this one, and you say, well, my old router works fine, make sure you go into your new router and turn off all Wi-Fi settings. Do not try to run parallel with both of them because it's going to make you scratch your head and say, neither one of these is working. Why? And that's why. Because both of these are overlapping and and your mobile device or your DVD player, whatever you're using, is not going to know which one to connect. It's going to be constantly ping-ponging back and forth between the two. So use one or the other. Don't try to use both. It will not work. Well, I would certainly keep those in mind. Excuse me, my uh, my, vo- my vocal is leaving the building. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I wanted to throw this uh, out there. Uh, Yahoo is, uh, if, if anyone knows or has used Yahoo, has left Yahoo sort of like I have, you know that it's just been like the system has been changing for the worse over years and years and years, and they try to do things that compete with other similar vendors and, and unsuccessfully. But now, uh, Chief Executive Marissa Mayer uh, said yesterday, uh, Yahoo will soon reveal a plan to make sure the company is more focused in the future. Uh, Finance Chief Ken Goldman said that Yahoo will look at which products are strong winners for the company and disinvest in others. So, in other words, they want to be more like who you know who uh, who they're not. You know, it sounds like they want to match up more with you know the likes of say uh, the you know Google, obviously. Because Yahoo does have uh, different sections of the news. Uh, You have Yahoo Mail. You have Yahoo Video. So they're trying to do things. Uh, I don't know if they can compete, Tony, against the the likes of Google. uh, As far as size and the services that Google offers. And Google keeps buying up other services to benefit them. For example, YouTube. And I just don't know... I mean, I don't ever visit Yahoo for search or anything, so I don't know. You uh, uh, you use Gmail, uh-huh. but your thoughts? Have you ever used Yahoo? I used to, and I found out that um, I used to also use Yahoo Messenger. I used to do everything. In fact, Reality One Radio still has. Well, I don't know what the status is. They probably have signed into it, and I don't want to talk about how long, but. Um, you know, we used to have a Yahoo presence up, up there, and right. but it's been probably, I want to say, at least a year since I've even signed into the Yahoo account. Um, right. One of the big, big things that's going to prove the validity of just how good Yahoo is. Um, I mean, well, today I had notification that I had a Java update for the latest version of Java um, right. to be installed on our computers at work. And they're packaging Yahoo with Java. And I said, no, I don't want to get the Java, 
did the Yahoo bar and Yahoo right. search and all that garbage. I said, no, but that's another thing. Don't just click through the next button when you when you hit, when you install stuff like Java. Make sure you're proactive as to what you're looking at. Don't just go click, 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 click when you're going to install this stuff because you get installed with all these extensions and stuff you want. But the big test that I see happening for Yahoo within the next week will be this coming weekend um, when the NFL is playing a football game over in the UK this weekend. And Sunday morning at, I believe it's 9.30 Eastern time. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Is Well, it's because it's a, it's a five-hour time difference. Right, it's because us, it's halfway around the world. Between us and where they're playing over in London. Um, but they are streaming that entire game on the Yahoo Network. Wow. And that will be probably one of the biggest tests for Yahoo to see how well they can handle that bandwidth because it's not going to be streamed on the NFL network. It's not going to be streamed on any major television network. It's going to be Yahoo to be able to pick up the ball and carry it or fumble it. Speaking of another market employee, right? And if it fails, then... You know, we could talk about this next week as to, <laughs> as just where it went or didn't go, as the case may be. Right. Um, but that will be something to watch for. Um, you know, they've tried it in the past, and there's been a lot of buffering issues when they tried it a couple of years ago because they just didn't have the bandwidth, they didn't have the server space to handle the load. And they claim they got all those issues figured out now. They're supposedly, of course, they supposedly are using some of these Skype TV broadcast tools now on their network to be able to handle a lot of this stuff. Um, which, by the way, is also we don't have time to get into it now, but it's one of the reasons why your residential Skype accounts are sucking is because Skype has dedicated a lot of their bandwidth now for their hardware broadcast devices. And they're taking a lot more of their server space to support people that want to spend $4,000 per device to handle broadcast quality. So, right. That is true. So we'll wait and see what the plan they reveal is going to be. But I can tell you this much, Tony. It's not going to drag me back to Yahoo. That's for sure. Well, you had your own battles with Yahoo and London and all that at the beginning yes. with the pets. Yes, about five or six true. years ago anyway. So. And that's about the time that I basically gave up and full-time went over to uh, the Google side. So, who knows? So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting ride. And, you know, is Yahoo going to remain one of the top you know, one of the big three, as they say. I don't even know if they're one of the big three now in terms of uh, their services. And I think that's basically what this is saying, is it's saying that it knows it has lost a lot of ground. 
As far as come to Yahoo, this is what we offer. You know, I don't know how many people really use Bing. Um, Not I. You know, so you've got Google. You've got... I don't want to say what else is there. Google, Google, and Google. Right. So... Other than that. Yeah, other than that. You know, I don't know if you remember or not, back in the day, you remember Dogpile? Uh, Yes, I do. (laughs) Remember Webcrawler? Oh, yeah. Webcrawler was the first search engine I ever used. Wow. And back in the day, I was, you know, to me, it was like Webcrawler or bust. Yep. I mean, Webcrawler was it. Yeah. And then Dogpile came along and kind of took the benefits of Webcrawler and about five other search engines and threw them all together and said, there you go. Right. So, and now Google just did everything and reports it all to the NSA for you. Yeah, and they continue to grow and get better and offer more and more services or buy some out and add it to their portfolio. So what is days? One of these days, we're all going to wind up in a big black site somewhere with the CIA, and then everybody's going to say, Ha, we knew where you've been. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening tonight and putting up with my voice as it uh, croaked about a little past the halfway mark. Um, uh, You can uh, certainly drop us an email with your thoughts about anything we talked about tonight. Uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, Back to the Future... Uh, Yahoo, uh, send it to us at Tech Talk at qybradio dot no, qybradio qybradio network dot com. Jeez, my mind goes too. I guess. Uh, and if you have errors in your your Verizon, yeah, Tech Talk at qybradio network dot com. You can also get the podcast to the show there in a couple of minutes. <clears throat> And my thanks to Tony uh, Richards on the other side of that glass there for participating during our absentee process of some other people. Much appreciated. You're welcome, so, sir. You ready to get out of here? I am uh, more than ready to get out of here. So we will catch you all next week, same time, on Tech Talk Live, Wednesday night. Good night. Interfacing with Tech Talk, a weekly presentation of the QYB Radio Network. To contact the show, send us email at techtalk at qybradionetwork.com. See you next week.